Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April King, and I am the Associate Pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We would also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Well, good morning, everyone. It's hard to top uh, baptism and a dedication, so it's pretty exciting. Very, it's awesome. Uh, Thank you, Dolores, for reading. My sermon title this morning is Why I Love KZMC. And today might, you might think is a bit, it might seem like a bit more of a lighthearted message, and it is in a way, but it's no less important than anything else I've shared so far in my time with you. The one thing I want you to walk away with today, as you're thinking of me this afternoon, which you're probably not thinking of me, But if you do, I want you to remember this. This is an awesome church filled with awesome people. I want you to feel encouraged today. Encouragement is mentioned a lot in the Bible. In the New Testament, I I picked just three verses, but there's many others. We we hear this. Hebrews 3.13 says this about encouragement. says this, But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. First Thessalonians 5.11 says this, Encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Hebrews 10.24 and 25 says this about encouragement, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. I could jump into the Old Testament, but for sake of time, I won't do that. But if you read just about anywhere in the Old Testament, it's not long before you hear the words, be strong, be courageous, don't be afraid, God is with you. It's clear we need to be encouraged. We need encouragement. But I don't think this happens enough in our world. We get busy. We take people for granted. We take things for granted. It's like things, if they've been around long enough, they kind of fade into the background and we don't see them anymore because they're always around us. I know as a pastor... I can get ahead of myself and I can think, well, what do we need to change here? What what can we do better? What maybe isn't working anymore? What could we trim off and what could we change to maybe reach more people? I mean, most pastors have that running in the back of their mind. But I think at times us pastors need to repent because when we do that, we miss seeing what God is doing and what God has already done. We need to celebrate and enjoy those things rather than race past them. 
We need encouragement. From the passage that Dolores just read, Paul says this. He said, God can testify how I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. In fact, that whole passage to me is a reflection of how much Paul loved the Philippian church. This would have been incredibly encouraging and life-giving. And it's a reminder to me, and don't get me wrong, I'm not putting myself on the level of Paul, but it's a reminder to me as a pastor, I need to encourage the church. I need to let them know how much I love them. That's you guys. I love you guys. I want you to feel encouraged today. Now this may again seem a bit lighthearted, but this is not any less important than anything I've shared. Pastor Dave's top 10 reasons to love KZMC. I wish I had that cool David Letterman countdown, but I don't. Maybe Taylor could whip something up in the next three seconds, but I doubt it. No. Pastor Dave's top 10 reasons to love KZMC. And don't take too much stock in the order. They're kind of in order, but not exactly. I, w I didn't think about them that hard, the order. But here we go. Number 10. We'll start with the, the least important. We'll go all the way to the, most, the best one, all right? Number 10. You live in Zurich, this beautiful place called Blue Water. So several months ago, it must be almost a year ago now, or maybe not quite a year, I was looking for a job. And I found a job posting for this church called Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church in Zurich. Where in the world is Zurich, Ontario? That was the first thing I did. You open up Google Maps, and there's this beautiful little town nestled right next to Lake Huron. And when I started telling people, well, we're going to Zurich to visit, oh, you're going overseas? <laughs> no, it's Zurich, Ontario. You've probably never heard of it. You know, you've, most of you have lived here a long time, correct? This is a beautiful place. Maybe it's faded in the background for you, but this area of Canada is stunning. The lake is beautiful. The countryside is beautiful. Um, the crops are beautiful. I was told the corn was kind of slow at the beginning of the year. I don't know. By the time I got here, it seemed like the corn was bombing. Like, it's beautiful. Do you realize how beautiful it is here? James 1.17 says this, Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadow. Everything is a gift. This community, this countryside, the lake, it's a gift. What a wonderful place to be the church. It's a beautiful place. You're very fortunate. Okay, that's number 10. Number nine, you have a great building and property. This is an amazing building. Don't get me wrong, the building is not the church. It's not our idol. But it's an incredible tool. It's a great asset for the kingdom of God. It's wonderful. 
Someone obviously had some vision when they built this place, right? Gymnasium, the, the I don't know what, the education wing downstairs, I don't know what you officially call it. Beautiful sanctuary, lots of ample parking, beautiful grass. This is a beautiful place. Thank you, Lord, right? Every good and perfect gift is from the Father. Thank you, Lord, for this. This is awesome. It's a reason to celebrate. I'll tell you, when I was candidating, and we were here, and we had the potluck in the gym, I guess it was a combo. Potluck, gymnasium, oh, you had me. You, I'm yours. Take me. You've got a gymnasium. You guys like potlucks. You know, Lord, I think I'm called here. You know, like... No, seriously, it's, it is a wonderful facility. It's something to celebrate. It's something to be proud of, right? Okay, that number 10, we've got number 9 away. Number 8, you're active. There's a lot going on. I think I'm still catching up, figuring out who's doing what and where is going where. And you know, you've got stuff for kids, you've got stuff for teens, you've got stuff for adults, you've got stuff for men, you've got stuff for women. And there's probably some things I haven't quite figured out yet. This is a sign of life and commitment. You don't, love, you don't serve like this for something you don't love. You guys obviously love this church. You love this place. That's exciting. Okay? Number seven, you have the Bible as your foundation. That was very important to me in the whole process of candidating and interviews and talking to the search team. This church has a deep conviction that the scriptures are our guiding voice. I didn't want to be part of a church that wasn't like that. This, this, this is our guide, the Word of God. And there's a deep conviction here to follow the Scriptures. Isaiah 40, verse 8 says this, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the Word of our God endures forever. You know, it's unfortunate, but we live in a world where at best the Bible is an inconvenience for many, and at worst, something to be scorned. The world does not love the Bible, right? This is an inconvenience to them. And unfortunately, there are churches who have chosen to rewrite it and to reinterpret it as they see fit because they want it to be palatable. They want it to give them license to do what they want to do. I'm proud to be part of a church that says, no, this is the Word of God and we will follow it. It says in the Mennonite Brethren Confession of Faith, it sounds like an innocuous statement, it's right in the introduction, but I think it's very powerful. It says this, the Bible is our written authority. The Bible is our written authority. I am excited to be part of a church that says, no, we will follow the Word of God. Number six, Getting close. We're getting close. We're making it. Number six, you have a history, a heritage, and a legacy. I was searching for all of the old church directories this past week. Yeah, some of you need to 
Some of you need to maybe find those and blot them from existence. <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't, I don't see, is Kevin not here this morning? There is some sweet hair. <laughs> Kevin had some sweet flow back in the day. And quite, quite a few of you had a bit more hair. It, to me, it's inspiring to be part of something that predates me. It's exciting to be part of something that has a legacy. And why do I say that? Because a legacy means there's been a, a long-term trajectory and things have been tested and tried and there's, a, there's a, a stability to be part of something that has stood the test of time. There's lots of churches who don't make it. They get off track. They get lost. Is it 1908 things started here? I mean, for Zurich Mennonite Church, right? 1908? That's a long time. And not only that, you're tied to the Mennonite movement. You're tied all the way back to Menno Simons. I mean, there's a, there's a, a history, a legacy. And some would say, well, that's boring. That makes it stifling. That makes it too much tradition. To me, you could see that, but you can also see that there is, there is something that has stood the test of time. There's things that can be trusted in. There's things that have worked that men and women of God have proven over the years. To me, that's exciting to be part of something, to be guided and directed by a history, a legacy. Okay, we're halfway. Didn't, didn't Dave Letterman have like a, when he got to five, he did something silly or... I forget. I got nothing. We'll just keep going. Number five. We have an amazing staff and pastoral team. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I'm going to keep singing their praises. Pastor Deb, Pastor April, Taylor in the office, Sharon and Don taking care of the building. We've got a great team. Highly capable, highly involved people who love this church who love this community. It's something to celebrate. It's something to say, hey, we got something here. An amazing team. Are they not? Yes. <laughs> Amen. They're a great team. Number four, we have an amazing, I'm calling it an army. I know Mennonites may not like that term. We have an amazing army of volunteers. We do. I, I had no idea what the slate was. Church slate, I, we don't use that term. What, is, that an, is that a common term? Would other churches use that? I don't know. So in my mind, I'm like, it's, it's, it's a list of volunteers and your name gets written in stone. So once you volunteer, you can never get out of it. And then when you die, they just put that stone in the ground for your headstone. You're on the church slate. Is that, that's kind of how I figured it went. Honestly, I mean, I heard someone say that there's been struggles to find volunteers. I think there's always struggles to find volunteers. I'll tell you, I have friends who are pastors who would drool over the slate that's, that's, that we have. I mean... It, to me, it's unheard of to see that many people who have got their name written down and they've 
committed to being involved. That's exciting. Keep it going. Don't get rid of the slate. I mean that. It's inspiring to see that many people, you know what, put my name down. I'll be involved. And some of you may think, well, actually, I didn't really want my name. I kind of got voluntold. Well, you know what? If you got voluntold, just run with it. You know, what else are you going to do? Are you going to watch reruns of MASH? I mean, what else are you going to do? Volunteer in the church. You know, stay involved. Just out of curiosity, how many have been on the slate at one point? Would you just raise your hand? It's awesome. Those of you who haven't? No. <laughs> not every, I should say though, not everything that gets done in the church is done by someone who's on a slate or on a list. There are people that do things and you know who you are and you don't want to be noticed. You do things that you just do them. I remember in our church, there was a gentleman, um, his name's Cam, and he never wanted to be noticed. He would want to do things in secret and hide all the time because I think he just, he just knew that my reward is not here. I want, it, I want my reward later. And one day in church, I made a passing comment. Man, I think, I think my radiator flu is getting low in my van. Just kind of a just conversation, you know, after church conversation. And then a couple of days later, I can hear someone in my garage and I'm like, What's going on? I look in and the hood of my van is up and, and there's Cam fixing my car. He, I knew he didn't want to be noticed. because It was like I caught someone. They were in trouble. right? So just because you're not on the slate, the Lord sees what you do. And I think it's, it's exciting. It's inspiring. All right, down to the last three. Number three, we have young kids and youth. That, to me, is exciting. Because you know what's the future of a church without young kids and youth? There is no future. So young guys sitting up front here, we're thankful you're here. You guys are the future. Those kids who were here earlier, that's our future. That's exciting. What did Jesus say about kids? Don't stop them from coming to me. Let them come. Kids are a future. What, a, what an exciting future we have. Number two. Almost at number one. We're at number two. T Dave's top ten reasons to love KZMC. Number two, there's a sense of mission. I mean, it's written on your walls. Called to be followers of Jesus Christ. Extending his kingdom in our lives across the street and around the world. There's a sense of mission here. I think that's why you want to get involved. Is it not? You know, you know the church has a mission. As I was digging through old documents, I think I should have wrote it down in my notes. I didn't write it down. I had to take a screenshot because it, wasn't, it was just an old typewritten document. I think it's from 1979. Talking about the purpose of this church. It says this, the purpose of this congregation is first to nurture each individual member to their full potential within the body of Christ 
Secondly, the body then being built up will be equipped to carry out the Great Commission as stated in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. That's exciting to be part of a church that that's in your history. That's who you were. That's who you want to be. A church on mission. So if I had a drummer, I'd say a drum roll. We're down to number one. And I'll tell number one just by telling a bit of a story. I think some of you have heard me tell this story, but that's okay. So Liz and I were here in January to candidate. And uh, just being honest, I was, I was exhausted that weekend. Not because of what happened here, just kind of where I was at in life. Uh, I was tired. So some of it's a blur, but it was a really good weekend for us. It was refreshing. It was exciting. But as Liz and I were going home, I think we were about halfway to Toronto that Sunday afternoon. And I said to Liz, I said, you know, Liz, you know what? I don't know where they're going to land on us if, if we're kind of what they're looking for. But I said, if for some reason they didn't want us to come and God brought us to this area, you know, let's say I got a job at Hay Communications or Haters Turkey or whatever. Let's, let's just say I, I got a job and I came to this area. I said to Liz, this would be my church. I'd come here. And she said, well, why is that? Because I feel like there's a sense of family here. I feel like there's men and women of God working together, doing things for God. I said, I want my boys to grow up around men of God who know how to have fun and play hockey, but they also know how to pray and raise their families. I said, I want my daughter to grow up around women who are ready and willing to serve. I said, there's a sense of family here, and I, I want to be a part of it. And as I've talked to other people, I've heard other people say very similar things, what they know about this church. There's a sense of family here. So that's my number one reason to love KZMC, a sense of community and a sense of family. My bottom line this morning, I told April I'd be a bit shorter this morning so we'd have lots of time for the baptism and stuff. But the bottom line this morning is be encouraged. Are you listening to me? Be encouraged. I know sometimes the life of the church, the ebbs and flows, there can be times of, of excitement and things are booming and people are coming, but there can also be times of deep discouragement and deep frustration and fear and worry. I just say this, be encouraged. We have a lot going for us. So if you felt discouraged, be encouraged. If you felt disconnected or distant from the church, I would say this, now is the time to engage. There's a lot of momentum here. There's a lot of exciting things happen. Re-engage. On October 15th, I'm going to start a series called Why. 
I think I have three messages in that series. They'll kind of be sprinkled out over the next few months. They won't all be in a row. But I really want to wrestle with the question together with you is why? Why are we here? What's our purpose? To help with that discussion and to help kind of get the juices flowing, sometime early this week, Taylor's going to send out a little questionnaire to everybody in the church via email. And if for some reason you're just not an email person, I'll try and have a few printed out the following Sunday. You can take it home, fill it out. Uh, It's not long. It won't take you, you know, I guess you could write a lot if you wanted to, but it's really not onerous. But I just want us to get thinking about why we're here. Here's the interesting thing about discovering our why, is it's discovered. We don't create it. You don't find out your why by looking forward. You find out your why by looking backwards, where we've come from. What, what established us here? What's worked in the past? What, what is our passion? What drives us? I think it's going to be an exciting journey to go on together, looking at the word, looking at our history, asking the question, why are we here? But for today, you have one job. Be encouraged. God bless you. We're going to think, sing one more song, and then we will, maybe Deb will give directions, or we just all head out. If we just all head out to the lake, is that how it goes? We just convoy out? All right. God bless you guys. Be encouraged. <laughs>